Welcome, my dear brother.com and my dear sister.com. The answer for our faith. Our answer for our faith according to healing through Jesus Christ, who paid for it all on the cross and uh, is sitting now sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us, not over not only over our sins, but over our all of our needs so that we can be fruitful disciples of Jesus. So we're going to the second part of healing, receiving our healing. So as a principle we need to get about healing first, which is called constitutional judges and biblical preachers. I've had this for about 12 years back, you know, when I began to see that uh, constitutional or judges were no longer looking the constitution to make judgments, but they're making judgment based off another judge who based off the other judge who based off another judge. And also biblical preachers are no longer using the Bible to preach, but many were reading, you know, preaching out of books who wrote off another author after books after another author of books and the further you get away from the constitution and the further away you get away from the scripture then the further away you get from things and the you know that we know the constitution is based on a lot of the biblical principles it's not on level with the bible but we need our judges to return to the constitutional here in the united states of america and we need our preachers to return to the bible we need to hear firsthand this was about a return to the original documents one of the first things we need to do, know about healing or about anything is what did God say? You know, that's that's the first problem. Uh, um, Genesis 3.1 says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animals in the, uh, the Lord has made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Genesis 3.1. That's the first thing that Satan comes after us. First thing he comes to us, what did God really say? Did he really say? And here is Satan is... Uh, already saying you mean you must not eat any tree so he's already given a negative connotation he's already not even saying what god said he's he's trying to get him to, you know here's satan trying to get him to think that uh you can't eat any of these trees but anyway we hear eve come back says no we just can't eat or touch of this tree the same thing here they saw talking about your healing did jesus you know really say that you can be healed didn't jesus say you have to be sick doesn't say says well once man you know to die then you know then face judgment well that scripture is true but satan always bases things on partial truth and throws in a whole lot of junk in there to hide the truth surely this day you won't die well they did die spiritually they didn't, they didn't die physically for hundreds and hundreds of years but we need to know what did God say about healing until you know, until you hear what God has said about healing, then there's no way you're going to be able to receive healing because Satan is always going to come to you and say, did God really say, did God really say for you to get healing? Yeah, there's some people out there do get healing, but did God say for you to get healing? So you need to know firsthand. You don't need to know secondhand. You got to know firsthand. Unauthorized faith. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. There's a lot of people who have unauthorized faith. They're trying to believe for something without knowing from themselves, without knowing from the Word of God and stand upon the Word of God. What did Jesus say about healing? He's the author and finisher. What can, God can do anything He wants. That is not an issue. What, what did God say He would do? We live in a time where people want to have this... this overblown faith faith is extremely important and we're going to talk about it but people want to have faith well god can do anything yes he can do anything that's not the problem that's not the question the question is what did god say he would do not what can he do what he would do and so we need to hear that we need to know what god would do and what did he what did he say he would do? What did he say he'd do? What can he do? Is, well, he can do anything. God created the heavens and earth. He raises the dead. But what, what did he say that he would do? So if you never know what God is going to do, have you heard about that when it comes to healing or anything else? God's works in mysterious ways. 
God's ways are better than our ways, which is actually a scripture, Isaiah 55, 9. You know, and it goes on and says, you know, but people have these things. You just never know. God works in mysterious ways. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. God, be your will, if I, you know, for this person to be healed. Well, if you read the Bible, if you find out from God instead of trying to hear secondhand and just trying to just hear from the preacher or what your mama said, or what your grandma said or somebody and get into the word of God and get close to Jesus and find out what did God say? Did he say you could be healed today? God's ways are better than our ways, but God reveals his ways to us. How, we can, how can we walk in his ways if he doesn't reveal it to us? So we can come up. He, he shows us his way so we can come up to his level. Not only we can come up to his level because Jesus came down to our level to lift us up to his level, to show us his ways, to show us his thoughts. So we must quit serving God as if he has never revealed himself to us. I'm saying that again. We must quit serving God as if he has never revealed himself to us. That's what you say. You never know what God is going to do. If you read scripture, you know many times what God is going to do. And the closer you get to him, more things he tells you what he's going to do. Even Jesus said the Holy Spirit sent to you to tell you the things to come. The closer you stick with him, the more you're going to know what God's going to do because that's relationship. When you got with your wife, when you got you with your husband, you know, there's some things you weren't sure, but after you've been married for 20, 30, 40 years, you begin to know what they're going to do because you have an intimate relationship with them. The same thing with God. He reveals himself to them. The Bible is not just a book of knowledge. The Bible is a book of revelation if we have ears to hear. It's just a book of knowledge to those people that don't have ears to hear. It's just a book of knowledge to those people that just have these on their head, but they don't have the spiritual ears opened. But those who do have the spiritual ears open, they can hear God. They can get close to Him. They can know what He's going to do, that, it, that His ways are not mysterious, that He makes it plain and clear to us, that we run with it. So the second part of that is we must, we've got to hear for ourselves. It's not enough just to hear somebody else say it. From the city, many of the Samaritans believed in him because of the word of the woman, because of the word of the woman, because the word of the woman was who testified. He told me all things that I have done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they were asking him to stay with them, and he stayed with there two days. Many more believed because of his word, and they were saying to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves and know that he is the one who is indeed the Savior of the world. So here's a group of people who came and followed because they believed. They said, man, this this woman's different. This woman has changed. We know this woman, and she's, well, yeah. (laughs) But but something happened, so, so we believe her because this is just out of the ordinary for this woman. But then they get there and hear Jesus from themselves. Oh, now we believe. We believe for ourselves. We no longer have to go through this person. There should be a time and point that you no longer have to say. If I come up to you and say, why do you believe what you believe? You can have the answer for your faith, my dear brother, my dear sister. Too many times I go up and say, well, my denomination believes this. My My pastor preaches this. I was brought up to believe. Well, that's my tradition. My mom, my grandfather my teacher, whatever. No, what do you believe? What have you heard with these ears and these ears in your spiritual heart? Because you want to hear that God wants to heal, then you've got to heal for yourself. If you just go on the internet, listen to YouTube, I'm telling you, you can find oh, all kinds of videos on why God doesn't heal, why God wants you sick. And you can hear all these videos about God, how it wants you healed. Whatever you listen to is what you're going to eventually see. So you got to hear for yourself. you got to get snug up to God and hear from himself did he say did he really say that you can be healed today number three faith begins with knowing God's will and stepping out 
Faith begins with knowing God's will and stepping out. So then faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Faith doesn't come any other way. Faith doesn't come necessarily with miracles. If we had more miracles, people would believe. But how many miracles did the disciples see? Disciples saw the feeding of the 4,000, the 5,000. And then when Jesus started talking, you know, he said, you can't, why can't you believe? Didn't you just see those miracles? They weren't there when Jesus raised from the dead. Why? Because they didn't believe. Miracles don't necessarily believe, cause people to, to believe. You can see other people healed. And probably you have seen many people healed. But the, Satan is still coming to you. Okay, God heals, but God's not going to heal you. Is that, is, that, is that what you're hearing? Did God really say he would heal you? Because that's what you need to hear. Faith begins with hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you got to get in the word of God. You know, in the written word of God is the best, but hearing other people talk about their healing, how they received healing, how God touched them. So them, the ears, let them hear. Matthew eleven fifteen. The parable of the sower, Luke 8, 4 through 15. It says, do not, uh, there's a group of people who do not hear or understand. It talks about the sower, you know, sower sows seed in the ground. It talks about different types of grounds. The first type of person, they throw seed and the birds come and take away. Those who do not hear or understand. Well, I don't know what God, I don't hear that. They don't hear anything. They don't understand anything. So they just go on. Then there's those that hear with joy but lose after too many symptoms. Maybe you've been there. You've, you've heard about healing. You start getting excited and then the symptoms just come back harder. And I understand that. I've been there, done that. But we've got to fight the fight of faith. And we've got to fight through and keep our ears tuned to him. To hear about that, no matter what our symptoms say, we got to believe that God did say. No matter what, how much pressure you know this world is putting on us, no much pressure Satan is putting on us, no much pressure bad religion is putting on us, no much pressure that we still continue to believe because we hear with ears. Here, we've heard for ourselves. We're not hearing about secondhand knowledge. We believe for ourselves. We do not hear because of the cares of other pursuits of life. Many times we don't get the healing because we have too many else things going on. We need to sit down and sense extra time to hear what God has to say, hear about his love, hear about his kindness, hear about his mercy, hear about his healing. But if we're too caught up in trying to get things rolling and keep going, and that can be very difficult being a mother you know, or father of three or four children and trying to keep them going, and you're trying to you know, not get too sick, but you, but you got all these things. Well, you got to work something out. you got to find some way where you can get alone and some time to sit down like Mary did at the feet of Jesus because Scripture says that what's given to her will not be taken from her. It means if you receive healing because you're sitting at the feet of Jesus, that cannot be taken by somebody else who's always working, always trying to get things done. Martha, Martha, why are you so busy? Why so many things bother you? You need to sit down like Mary because she chose the best thing and what's been given to her will not be taken. Too many times we hear about healing, but it's taken from us. Because we're so busy trying to stay up with life and even trying to care for other people and even other churches. Understandable completely. But I'm trying to give you some principles of healing. you got to sit down and hear for yourself that Jesus indeed has compassion to you and wants to heal you. Fourth thing. Are there precedents? Are there precedents? Or most likely you hear this is unprecedented. You know, when something has happened, never happened before, and somebody does it, it's unprecedented. Um, one ex example I use, I don't like, is when I think Nevada or California uh, legalized uh, marijuana. It was unprecedented. But now that it's been precedented, now all these other states are following along and doing those things. So if you want to know if God's going to heal you, the first thing you want to know is, is it unprecedented or is it precedented? You want to look in scriptures to see if it was ever done before. Because if God did for one person, surely it's going to do for you because God is no 
respect for persons, it says in King James, or God is not influenced by one person over another. He doesn't practice favoritism or nepotism. God loves us all because that's who God is. He doesn't love you more because you're doing more things for him. He loves you less because you're doing less. God loved us as sinners when we weren't doing anything for him, using his name as a cuss word. But is it president or president? And here's Daniel. Here's a great example of Daniel finding, looking to the word. It says, in the first year of the reign, I, Daniel, observed in the books the number of the years which was revealed as the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet for the completion of the desolations of Jerusalem, namely 70 years. So I gave my attention to the Lord God to seek him in prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Daniel 9, uh, verse 2, 3. So let's look at this. He observed in the books. It means he pulled out the books. Then he says it was revealed as the word of the Lord. So he pulled out the books and found, wow, this is the Lord. This is not some just prophet. This is not just Jeremiah. This is the Lord. And he gave my attention to the Lord God to seek him. So after he looked in the books, he saw, not just because Jeremiah said it, because he heard from God, you know, you know uh, and then he gets singing from the Lord. That's another thing. Remember about uh, Peter when, when Jesus was asking who do people say I am? And well, you're a prophet, you're, you know, all these other people and that kind of stuff. And then he finally looks at Peter and says, but who do you say that I am? And Peter says, well, you're the Messiah, you're the Savior of the world. And Jesus does a weird, strange thing. He says, well, blessed are you, Peter, for, you know, you have not heard from flesh and blood, but you've heard from God. You've heard from the Spirit of God. Well, Jesus has already been told him, I am the son of man, which means they would have heard, I'm the son of Adam, understanding that he was the seed of, of Eve and Adam and Eve. So they would have understand that. He heard of the flesh over and over who Jesus was. But Jesus didn't say, finally you got it. He says, now you've heard from the Spirit. That's talking about now you've heard more than these ears. You sought God and you've heard him in your heart. And that's what Daniel did. And he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And whoever seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Matthew 7, 7 through 8. That's how you want to find out if God has healing for you. Not just your neighbor, not just some person of great faith in the church, not some missionary, but you. Um, ask, number one, ask. Observe to the books of knowledge. That's what did God say. you got to get into the book. What did God say concerning healing? Is it for you? Is it for today? Is it for now? Then once you come to that, it's in the book. Seek. And it gets revealed as the word of the Lord. Is it being revealed to you by the Spirit and not by flesh and blood? We can hear many times. We're going to hear from this person and that person and this person and that person and this person and never come to an understanding of what he said. You know, it's back to that parable of the, of the seed getting thrown to the wayside and not hearing and understanding. But we've got to make a, a judgment. Am I hearing the flesh of man or am I, am I hearing God, the Spirit of God, saying he's healing for me? So we ask and then we seek and then we knock. We seek God in prayer. That's what Daniel did. He knocks. Is it time now? It looks like it's time now. These 70 years have passed. I know Jeremiah spoke it. You said it. And now the time has passed. So he sought God. Let your faith in and God may heal you. So this is a time to let your faith in and God heal you. Once you've asked him, you sought his word in the books, you seeked him, sought him, and now you receive your healing. So mydearbrother.com, mydearsister.com.